Good morning, everyone. Yes, this is Neon and Beyond. You know what we do? We get you up close and personal with amazing things that continue to happen here in Southern Nevada. Also, the greatest state ever, Nevada, Clark County, and everything in between. We're going to get you in the know. Either if you're looking for help, if you want to volunteer, whatever it is, I got you covered here. And don't forget, I love to hear from you, so please keep those emails coming. It's Steph, S-T-E-P-H, at .com. I feel like I need this big fanfare for my next guest joining us this morning, and especially on such a fun weekend, because we haven't been able to touch base. There's a lot that has been going on. We're going to be jumping into a lot of things this morning, but an amazing person. You might have seen him all over TV a lot lately, but a great guy from the Southern Nevada Water Authority, the outreach manager, the one and only Bronson Mack. Bronson, good morning to you. Well, good morning, Steph. I really appreciate you giving us the opportunity to uh, come on and talk a little bit about water. Obviously, you know, very important issue right now. Absolutely. Now, you know, we have been talking about this for quite some time. You and I kind of picked this up and we wanted to just bring everyone in with what's going on. I know since I moved here in 1984, it's always been like, there's going to be no water. I can't believe your family's moving to the desert. On and on and blah, blah, blah. And that goes the way it is, right? But here we are today in 2022. We've seen you all over. And for those, because you haven't been with us for a while, um, a little worried about the water situation. But I want to start with what you do and your whole organization at the Southern Nevada Water Authority and what you guys are all about. Yeah, you bet, Steph. The Southern Nevada Water Authority is a regional wholesale water provider for our entire Las Vegas Valley. And the SNWA is responsible for managing our water resources treating and delivering that water to its member agencies, which include the city of Henderson, the Las Vegas Valley Water District, North Las Vegas, and Boulder City. All of those entities receive water from the Southern Nevada Water Authority and then deliver it to the homes and business businesses within their jurisdictions. In addition to that, the Clark County Water Reclamation District and the City of Las Vegas are also members of Southern, Southern Nevada Water Authority. Those entities, along with some of the other municipalities, also do wastewater treatment. So everything that goes down the drain in Southern Nevada gets reclaimed by one of our wastewater agencies who treat that water to clean water standards, which is a very high standard, and return that water back to Lake Mead through the Las Vegas wash. And every gallon of our indoor water that gets returned back to Lake Mead allows us to take another gallon out of the lake and bring it into the valley through the drinking water treatment process. This is how we sustainably stretch our water supply because we have a limited water supply from the Colorado River which we access from Lake Mead. And the Southern Nevada Water Authority manages the regional infrastructure that allows us to access that water and allows us to distribute that water to North Las Vegas and over to Henderson and, and all the way over to the Las Vegas Valley Water District service area. The other thing that the Southern Nevada Water Authority is responsible for is for the conservation programs and policies that we have here in our community. This allows conservation 
and the conservation rules to be consistent throughout the valley. So whether you're in the city of Henderson, North Las Vegas, if you're up in Summerlin, the rules when it comes to water conservation of when you can water your, your landscape, when you can't water your landscape, washing your car, all of those rules are consistent across the entire valley. And the last thing that the Southern Nevada Water Authority is responsible for is really the sustainability and stewardship of our natural resources to help ensure the long-term economic viability here in Southern Nevada. And we have a very robust economy here. And as a result of that, you know, that provides us a wonderful quality of life that we all enjoy. Well, there are a lot of things going on with what you just said, because there's so many different moving pieces to the Southern Nevada Water Authority. And right now, I'm going to kind of just jump right into it, Bronson. People are calling it a crisis. First of all, I just want to say, you guys are not Lake Mead water aficionados. You're the water... You're overseeing water on so many different levels. You just said it, right? To make sure that we have it and the sustainability, like you said. So with what people are saying is a crisis, can you bring us kind of up to date and what is going on with that? Yeah, we have certainly seen uh, Lake Mead water levels slowly declining over the past 20 years as a result of ongoing drought conditions in the upper Colorado River Basin, that is where the snow falls in the Colorado Rockies, that accumulation of snow throughout the winter then begins to run off in the spring, and that runoff water gets absorbed by the soils that are up there in the Colorado Rockies, as well as making its way down into the Colorado River system. That snowmelt then flows down the Colorado River system, providing water to Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico before that water flows into Lake Powell. Lake Powell is one of the largest man-made reservoirs in the country, um, and it is the water storage, if you will, for the upper basin state. Water is released every year from Lake Powell, traveling through the Grand Canyon, down to Lake Mead. Once it gets to Lake Mead, obviously that is where we access our water supply. But that water supply in Lake Mead is not only ours. Arizona, California, and the country of Mexico all have a legal entitlement to the water that is in Lake Mead, just like we do. So water is also released from Lake Mead through Hoover Dam, generating power, and that water gets released traveling further down the Colorado River to meet the water needs in Southern California, which is the Los Angeles area, um, and all the way down to San Diego, as well as the agriculture um, activities that take place in Southern California, kind of around the Palm Springs area in the Imperial Valley, Palo Verde Valley, and Coachella Valley. And then water is also delivered to Arizona. Arizona then moves that water through their systems to serve Phoenix and Tucson, as well as agricultural water uses within Central Arizona. Mexico, too, receives water, which they then distribute to their communities south of the border. So 
we have seen Lake Mead over the past 20 years decline by about 150 feet. And that is really evident when you go to Lake Mead and you see the Absolutely. white chalky bathtub ring, yeah. right? That tr- that's all the way around the lake. Now, the high water mark there um, at Lake Mead, uh, the last time Lake Mead was completely full was in the 80s, but in the year 2000, Lake Mead was nearly full. Um, the, there was very good, robust water supplies that were in Lake Mead at the turn of the century. And it was really in 2000 when this drought began. Um, and from 2000 to 2004, uh, the flows of the Colorado River were well below average, with 2002 being one of the worst years on record, uh, where the flows of the Colorado River were somewhere around uh, 30 or so percent of average. And I want to ask and you as, real right mm-hmm. there, though. So we're talking about, a, you know, water supply everywhere and where it's coming from. So when, if that's the worst, that, that is meaning there wasn't a lot of snowfall. That's correct. Okay. There hasn't been a lot of snowfall in the Colorado Rockies. Now, since the year 2000, we've had five years out of the past 22, we've had five years where the flows of the Colorado River were average or above average. That tells us that the vast majority of the years since 2000, the flows of the Colorado River have been much lower than they have historically been. And again, that is because of low snowpack. Now, that is um, the result of drought conditions that have been significantly exacerbated by climate change. And with where we are now, and if you listen to the climate scientists, they are talking about now this being the aridification of the Colorado River Basin. Aridification simply means it's going to get warmer, it's going to get drier as we go forward as a result of climate change. You know, in southern Nevada, we don't have to deal with hurricanes. Certainly there's the potential for earthquakes. We don't have tornadoes. But at the same time, our natural disaster is drought. And we've been experiencing these drought conditions for the past 20 years. And this is why we have put so much emphasis on conservation and making sure that our community was adapting to this reality so that we could ensure reliable water supplies for our community. Reducing our water demands is one of the best things that we can do in order to manage our water supplies uh, for the entire region. Now, one other thing with Lake Mead, we have seen a rapid decline in Lake Mead's water level just over the past couple of years. Absolutely. And especially, especially right now in summer. Uh, summer is the peak water use period. It's when water demands in the valley are the highest, but it's also when water demands uh, in other states are the highest. And water demands for agriculture are high. Now, 80% of the Colorado River's flows are used for agriculture. Um, That's growing the fruits and vegetables that we all appreciate when we go to the produce aisle at the grocery store, but it's also growing forage crops like alfalfa and hay and Sudan grass and pasture grass that is used for feed for livestock. Um, And certainly we benefit from some of that feed going to livestock because certainly 
A lot of us here in Southern Nevada enjoy eating a hamburger and enjoy eating a steak, um, but we really need to be looking at some efficiencies like we have done in the urban environment. We need to be looking at efficiencies and improvements in water efficiency within the agricultural environment, too. I think that's kind of the next uh, discussions of, of what we'll be seeing here with all of the users on the Colorado River. But because of the significant drought conditions and these low flows on the river, Lake Powell, upstream of Lake Mead, has seen a very rapid decline in its water level. Well, that just makes sense. Yep, because less flow coming in, right? Less flow pack, less runoff into the river. Lower flows in the river means less water flowing into Lake Powell. Now, the federal government, which manages the Colorado River with the Bureau, through the Bureau of Reclamation, uh, they are actually holding approximately half a million acre feet of water, and an acre foot is enough water to supply approximately three Las Vegas homes for a year. The federal government is holding back about half a million acre feet of water in Lake Powell in order to protect Lake Powell's ability to continue to generate power at Glen Canyon Dam and to ensure that they've got water levels high enough that they can continue to meet the water needs of Page, Arizona, and the Lachi tribe of the Navajo Nation. Those are two communities reliant upon accessing water from Lake Powell. So as a result of that action and holding water in Powell, we have seen less release from Powell down to Mead. So there has been less water released, physically released, from Lake Powell to Lake Mead, while at the same time we are in summer where the demands are the highest on Lake Mead for Arizona, Nevada, and California. And as a result of that, we have certainly seen Lake Mead's water level uh, declining just this summer in a pretty rapid fashion. This morning, we are talking with Bronson Mack. He's the outreach manager for the Southern Nevada Water Authority, joining us to talk all about water and what is really going on, how to conserve. We haven't gotten there yet. We will. Um, but with everything that you have said, and you know, just going to say it, a lot of people say, do we have to move? Is it going to dry up? I mean, are we going to be able to live here in the future? I mean, does anyone really have that answer, Bronson? Well, look, one thing that we know about Southern Nevada is that our community is very, very resilient. Um, And our community has made very smart decisions in anticipation for the situation that we are seeing now on the Colorado River. We started our water conservation programs to the level that they are today. We started that back in, in the early 2000s. We have about two decades now of preparation that we have done as a community. That does not mean, however, that we are all set and we don't need to do any more because conservation continues to be that fulcrum on which we balance our water supplies out of Lake Mead with the water demands that we have in this valley. And our community has made smart decisions. We have invested $1.3 billion dollars in new infrastructure at Lake Mead, installing the deep water intake on the bottom of Lake Mead, as well as the low lake level pumping station that allows us to access water supplies regardless of what Lake Mead's elevation is. In fact, 
there is a point at which Lake Mead could hit what is called Deadpool. That is the point at which no water can be released from Hoover Dam to meet the downstream water demands in California. That's 4.4 million acre feet of water that gets sent to California or meet the water demands in Arizona. Arizona gets about 2.8 million acre feet of water from Lake Mead, and we also wouldn't be able to get water through Hoover Dam to meet the downstream demands in Mexico. That's 1.5 million acre feet. So with that, Southern Nevada, in intake number three, that deep water intake and the low lake level pumping station, we will still have access to what water supplies remained. Now, that said, efforts are being put forth to protect water levels in Lake Mead so that they don't reach those critical elevations. This is one reason why last year the Bureau of Reclamation declared a shortage condition on the Colorado River, and that reduced the amount of water that Nevada, us here in southern Nevada, as well as Arizona, could take from Lake Mead. It was an effort to reduce the demands on Lake Mead. So our allocation of 300,000 acre feet, I just told you California gets 4.4 million. Right. Arizona gets 2.8 million. Mexico gets 1.5 million. We here in southern Nevada get 300,000. And that goes back 100 years when Las Vegas was just a whistle stop between Los Angeles and Salt Lake. And we didn't have any agricultural uses at that time. We still don't today for the most part. But as a result of the fact that there wasn't a population here, we have a very small allocation of Colorado River water. Yet with that, we continue to be able to meet our community's water demands and stretch our water supplies. So the shortage conditions that we've been uh, experiencing this year have reduced our allocation from 300,000 acre feet down to 279,000 acre feet. And there are going to be more cuts that are going to come. We anticipate more cuts over the next couple of years. But the good news is we have reduced our water demand down Last year, we used 242,000 acre feet, so less than 250,000 acre feet. So we've done a lot to pre-conserve and prepare to be able to meet our community's water needs, even with the shortage conditions that are in place. But just this month, the Bureau of Reclamation, the federal government, made an announcement that Arizona, California, Mexico, and the rest of the Colorado River states need to cut uses by another two to four million acre feet in order to protect water levels within Lake Mead. So there are going to be further reductions that are going to come. Um, Those discussions are ongoing right now. Uh, There's an August deadline in order to get that plan across the finish line uh, so that the feds can, can get that implemented. But as a result of that, that further emphasizes our need here in Southern Nevada to control our own destiny and continue on our water conservation journey and do the things that we need to be doing to reduce water use. And it's really reducing our outdoor water use. Indoor water all gets reclaimed, recycled, returned back to Lake Mead, and we can take it back out again and bring it back into the valley. And it doesn't count against that allocation because it wasn't consumed. 
we just borrowed it. We just pushed it through the water system and returned it back to the lake. The water that we use outdoors is the water we only get to use once. That's the water that we consume from the Colorado River, and that is why we focus our conservation efforts outdoor. We make conservation really easy. Change your sprinkler clock with each season. Take out your grass, report water waste. That's Those a big one. Take out the grass. <laughs> Take out the grass. Yeah, and Steph, you know, we have passed a law. There was a law that was passed last year that now requires all commercial HOA and multifamily residential apartments and condos. It requires each of those sectors to remove the decorative grass that they have on their property. This is grass that nobody does any sort of recreation on. Nobody is kicking a soccer ball or having a picnic on this grass. This is grass that is lining parking lots. This is grass that is outside the fast food restaurant. This is grass that lines the, uh, the, the back of the sidewalk in front of gas stations. This is grass that our community um, is just dumping billions of gallons of water on. In fact, we estimate that removal of all of that non-functional grass, which is required, by the end of 2026, will save our community approximately nine and a half billion gallons of water. That's about 10% of our water supply that we are dumping onto grass that we just look at or we just drive by in our cars at 45 miles an hour. And that is grass that is just drinking our water supply. So getting rid of that grass will reduce our water demands and our water consumption and save about 10% of our total water supply. But we have a lot more conservation uh, programs, initiatives, and policies that we are working on and are adopting or have adopted just this year to continue to ensure the efficiency of our community going forward. And I feel that the Southern Nevada Water Authority is really stepped up so much in the past few years and really moving quickly, obviously, for obvious reasons, and you have to, right? So as far as the changes and the things that you guys are working on or what has been implemented, where can people find out more information and keep up with it? Besides right here on Neon and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we are the pointy end of the spear uh, when you look at the Colorado River. 90% of our water supply, 90% of our supply comes from the Colorado River through Lake Mead. 10% of our water supply comes from our groundwater resources. And over the past 20 years, we have been able to bank and store unused water for our future use. We've got the equivalent of about eight years of water supplies that we have banked for our future needs. But that is emergency water, um, assuming that we need to bridge some gaps within our water resource plan. So if you wanted to get a good sense of how we manage water supplies, some of the new conservation initiatives that, that have been implemented and are going to be implemented you can visit the Southern Nevada Water Authority website at snwa.com and search for the Water Resource Plan. Our Water Resource Plan, while it's 50-some-odd pages or so and it may feel a little overwhelming, it is very easy to read and understand. It has a very simple narrative. It's very compartmentalized 
so that you can find very specific information and get a good sense of what the status is, of what our water supply is, and what our conservation goals are. Steph, right now our community is using about 110 gallons per person per day. That is our gallons per capita per day, 110. Our community has a goal of pushing that gallons per capita down to 86 gallons per person per day by 2035. So we are on a tight timeline to push our water demands down so that we are only using 86 gallons per person per day. And doing that really does, and it's shown in the water resource plan, achieving that will really help to ensure that we can continue to meet water needs with our existing Colorado River water supplies going forward. And, so and conservation is, is, our, is how we control our destiny. And for all of us, everyone listening this morning, you know, this is one of, if not the top issue living here in Las Vegas. And we have a lot of things going on, a lot of growth, and of course would love the sustainability and keep it going without that big fear, which has crept and is sitting on the shoulders of many of us, if not all of us. I think you would agree with me, Bronson. Now for all of... Yes. I absolutely agree. I just think that's something it's that's why I was so excited. We got to talk today. It's just it's right there. What do we do? And there's I know there's a lot of different layers to pull back at that onion, but we can do it. Everyone needs to take a deep breath. And each one of us, especially us listening, then you share with your friends and family and have them share with their friends and family. And Bronson has been sharing those ways of how to just, you know, save our water. Right. Yeah. Steph, can I pull back another layer on yeah. that onion? Yes. Why not? Because <laughs> what. One of the key things I think that as people look around this valley, they continue to see that our community is growing. They continue to see that there is development taking place, whether that's a residential home or, or commercial building that, that is being constructed. There are just a couple of things just to put that in context. First and foremost is that in 2002, our community used more than our allocation of Colorado River water. Our 300,000 acre foot allocation that we have in 2002, we used 325,000 acre feet. So we used more water than we were allocated. Now we were allowed to do it at the time under some specific rules. But the point of this is that since 2002, our community has reduced its consumption of Colorado River water by 26%. We've reduced our per capita water use. That's how many gallons we use per person per day. We've reduced that by 48% since 2002. And we've done that while our population here has increased by nearly 50%. So we have demonstrated that water, that just because our community is growing doesn't mean that our water demands are going to necessarily grow at the same time, as long as we stay focused on conservation. So if you moved to Southern Nevada after 2002, or even if you moved across town to a new home since 2002, if you have had kids that have graduated from UNLV and are now working in Southern Nevada, just know that you have been part of this community's growth and development. And that growth and development 
has occurred because of the conservation efforts and successes that we have achieved since 2002 when it was our peak water use year. So while people say, hey, we should stop growth, you know, just keep in mind that our community has a wonderful, vibrant economy, and we provide opportunity for people to come to this community to get a good-paying job, regardless of what your education level is. You can get a job, have health insurance, raise your family here. You can probably even afford to purchase property, put your kids through one of the most affordable universities in the entire country, an outstanding institution at UNLV. And all of that is because of the conservation that we've done, of the vibrant economy that we have, the opportunities that that provides, and the quality of life that we all enjoy here in Southern Nevada. So as long as we continue to have a vibrant economy, we should expect that we are going to see people continue to come to our community uh, in search of the, their American dream in having the uh, same quality of life that we are all enjoying here. And so it is incumbent upon all of us to be thoughtful in how we use water, continue to conserve the water outdoors, and that'll help ensure our long-term sustainability. I think the biggest thing is conserve on the outdoors. You know, just watch what you're doing. Don't put grass in the front. And uh, I know that we're going to talk sooner than later, hopefully before the holidays, Bronson. But, you know, it's everyone just take a deep breath. We're doing great things. Bronson and his whole team, I know they're working really, really hard behind the scenes. And they just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And they're very innovative and staying on top of it. So, Bronson, thank you for joining us. And thank you for always sharing some great insights and letting us know that it's okay. You bet, Steph, and I look forward to coming back and talking through some very specific tips that people can do to save water. I'll leave you with one right now. Yes, please. Every, sing- every single season, you need to go out and change your sprinkler clock. In the summer, you can water six days a week, no watering on Sundays, and not between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m., the hottest time of the day. But come September 1st, we need everybody to go out to that, that garage, find that sprinkler clock, and change your sprinkler clock to three days a week for, for the uh, fall, one day a week in winter, three days a week in spring. Make sure you change that sprinkler clock and report water waste when you see it. Those two efforts are significant uh, things that we can all do to help manage our water resources. And you can find out more, right, Brunson, at snwa.com as far as everything, A, we've talked about, and B, how to help conserve and when to do your sprinklers. I'm glad you said that. Visit snwa.com. Plenty of information there and tips to stay water smart. Bronson Mack, Outreach Manager for our Southern Nevada Water Authority. As always, you're beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. You have a great rest of your summer, and we will chat soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Steph.